Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hello listeners, it's Trish Hammond here again from Transforming Bodies. And today, I'm, as usual, I'm excited, but today I'm particularly excited again because I'm talking to a lovely woman by the name of Alyssa. And Alyssa runs Bravura Education, which is the, the only, you know, premium online training portal for, for laser laser learnings, I guess, for want of a better word, but also not, not just online, but also she does workshops around Australia as well. So today we're going to be talking in particular about the Diva, which is an innovative laser option for women's health. So she's going to tell us all about it. So she's the guru and I can't wait to hear. So welcome, Alyssa. Thanks, Trish, and thanks for the invitation to speak today. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for taking it up. So, so tell us, Vaginal rejuvenation, it's like it's, it's, there's so much about vaginal reju, reju, rejuvenation these days, it's almost overload. But tell us, what is the Diva? How long has it been around for and what can you share with us? Oh, the Diva is a very exciting um, solution for women with regards to their, um, uh, for their intimate feminine needs, really. I had to laugh just now when you tripped over vaginal rejuvenation because I tell you what, it's hard enough to say vagina, isn't it, without actually putting rejuvenation onto the end. I know. And, You're getting um, so good at it now, though. <laughs> God. It's, it's hard and, 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 you know, it's not socially acceptable, particularly for women to be talking about down there. So um, let's unpack it, shall we? Um, I think, firstly, uh, laser vaginal rejuvenation, it's, it's so much more than rejuvenation, Trish. It's a laser therapy, and it's very much um, a medical procedure rather than a cosmetic procedure. Um, the, the site on Diva that we chose, so I have the site on Diva here in Canberra and work in collaboration with um, Dr. Uche Minakaya, who's an obstetrician and gynaecologist, and we're delivering Diva um, in our private rooms in, in Coombs in Canberra. Now, the reason we chose this laser, and we could choose from the best in the world, and the pair of us know heaps about vaginas and heaps about laser, um, is because this is a third-generation laser, and not only does it treat the um, mucosa, but it also treats the lamina propria of the vagina. So um, not, you're not just getting a surface effect, you're actually getting um, a, a deep neocollagenesis and um, um, a, a development of the connective tissue um, so, underneath the mucosa. So can I ask you, can you say that word again? Which one? Neocollagenesis? Uh, uh, really, no, the one before oh. that. Like it also works on the... The oh, the lamina propria. So, so the lamina propria. That? So it's it's the next layer of tissue um, underneath the mucosa. So your vaginal mucosa is responsible for the glycogen effect and and all of the um, the, the beautiful lubrication and the pH balance. Mm -hmm. But the lamina propria is the connective tissue. So if you can think about, we have the the muscles on the very outside, the pelvic floor, and I'll talk about the pelvic floor separately. Mm -hmm. But within the vagina, we have a few layers. So what the what the wonderful thing is about the diva is that it helps to restructure some of that connective tissue not just ju not just deal with lubrication so when it comes to things like mild to moderate urinary stress incontinence for example or um, vaginal relaxation syndrome we're actually working on the tissue as well as working on that that very superficial layer right and so I like excuse my ignorance because I have got one, but I'm not really up with all the, the the parts of it. So, in other words, you're kind of getting a 
I guess, regeneration as well as rejuvenation? Yeah, Is that kind of a good a way to re- explain a it? A restructuring rather than rejuvenation. So it's it's not cosmetic and, and superficial. It's actually medical and quite deep. Right. And so that's going to help with what things like you're saying that lot that, um, you know, when you, you laugh and your little bit of pee comes out, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, that happens to all of us despite our best pelvic floor, right? We're doing yoga, we're at the gym doing high intensity training. You know, we've got strong pelvic floor muscles from dancing. But we've, st- yeah, especially dancing to ABBA and the mm-hmm. Dancing Queen, right? Yeah, you know, that's we've our been generation. to many a conference yeah. together, haven't we? <laughs> yes. Um, um, so our pelvic floor muscles are great, but there's just yeah, this leak in when you cough, sneeze, you know, do something, you know, step down off the curb or down some stairs. Sometimes it's like, oh God, why is this happening? And honestly, Trish, it happens to the best of us because it's a natural part of aging. So mm-hmm. by working at that deeper level with the diva, uh, we're able to, to build up that foundational tissue between the, the vagina and the urethra because it starts to thin right out. And so we get a little bit of like almost a little bit of scaffolding being built mm-hmm. that helps with mild to moderate urinary incontinence. So tell me, so is this, like we usually talk about um, vaginal rejuvenation, regeneration, restructure uh, when it comes to do with women that have had babies, but it's not just about women that have babies, is it? Like is this just, does this happen to everyone? (laughs) Yeah, it does. And the more we we talk about it, the more we talk about it, and it's amazing, the sense of relief with women when you bring up the subject, it's like, oh, God, I thought I was the only one. My body's totally letting me down. And I keep saying... um, for vaginal laser, it's for every woman, whether you're postnatal or perimenopausal or postmenopausal. Uh, it's so, so worth doing, absolutely so worth doing. Yes. So, do you reckon this is something that um, you, you know how, like, when people have Botox and stuff like that nowadays, there's preventative Botox and stuff like that. So, is, is this something like is this kind of something that women should start doing? as a, I don't know, precautionary measure or something? Or do you wait till something's wrong or, or like, like how do you know? Because, I mean, I've seen, you're absolutely right, by the way, when you say that nobody wants to talk about it. But once you start talking about it, everyone's like, Bleh, this is what's happening to me and they just can't wait to talk about their experience because you don't get to talk about it with people. You don't get to talk about it. You don't. Look, I think prevention-wise, absolutely, particularly postnatal, um, but the perimenopausal period, just before that leakage begins to start, I think it's absolutely worth having as prevention. And look, it's interesting. About about a quarter of women are admitted to aged care facilities because of of incontinence. Wow. And I think I think there's something here, Trish. I think if we use this as prevention, moving forward, we're possibly being we're possibly going to be able to keep women out of aged care facilities. And dollar for dollar, doing vaginal laser is cheaper than um, um, hormone replacement therapy creams, and it's and it's cheaper than continence pads as well. So I, there's definitely cost savings to be had. Sorry, not just by from individuals, but by government as well. That's what I'm thinking because I know that it's not inexpensive to you know I know it's, it's you know it's not cheap to get this done. So how does the average woman afford to have it? Like it's something that should actually come from the you know the higher echelons if you like and actually you know but then I suppose you've got to you know work out you know who's going to be doing it properly who they're going to get to do it and and what's going to be the rebound I don't know there should be a little bit more and hopefully there, there will absolutely. as time goes on 
look, I, I was joking with because uh, because I'm in the seat of government here in Canberra. I was um, having a bit of a joke with one of my clients, one of my patients this week, who works in the public service, and um, she's 53. She's having her first vagina later, and I said to her, honestly, if one of the decision makers within Medicare, if their wife had this procedure. They would be they would be funding it at the drop of a hat because not only are the women really happy with their results, but so are their sexual partners, mm-hmm. because they end up particularly the the perimenopausal postmenopausal women. These women are getting their groove back. They're getting their sexy back, mm-hmm. and they feel great. They're initiating sex. They feel younger, and we know we we're all aging much more gracefully and living much more longer than we ever have before. And this is a way of, of maintaining that youthfulness and, and having your body reflect how you feel about yourself. Totally. Totally agree. Yeah. So tell me, so with, with the indications then, so the things that they, they that it can help with is I've seen that it's got something here to do with herpes simplex. Like what's that about? How can they help that? Oh, well, that's a really interesting question. What I would say about herpes simplex first and foremost would be um, if you have an active infection, you certainly would never do laser. If you have a history of um, genital herpes, you would have some um, prophylaxis beforehand. That's usually famcyclovir, and you can get that over the counter. So ask your health professional about that. As far as curing herpes virus, um, no, but there is some preliminary data um, around uh, thrush, candidiasis, and around bacterial vaginosis as well. There's some studies being done in um, in the European Union about those and also prolapse. But this is probably a good moment, Trish, to just run you through what the indications are currently that are accepted worldwide for the for vaginal laser. Would right. you like me to do that? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. So um, we talked about mild and moderate urinary stress incontinence. Mm-hmm. Um, vaginal relaxation syndrome. So that's when you're post-vaginal delivery and despite your best pelvic floor exercises, there's still a bit of roominess in the vagina. It can help to tighten the vagina. It can relieve vaginal dryness, burning and itching. So that's that's often a side effect of... Um, of uh, perimenopause and menopause where that lubrication starts to dry up as the estrogen decreases. And look, that in turn um, not, has a knock-on effect for effect of painful intercourse. And so a lot of women in that postmenopausal period are still completely into their sexual partners, but they're avoiding sex because it hurts. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of my clients last week, she had her first and I said, to, I saw her the next day and I said, How's, how are you feeling today? And she said, you know what? This just feels like what I usually feel like post-intercourse. She mm-hmm. said it's 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 a, a mild to moderate uh, a sunburn feeling, but she said, you know, on the scale of life, it's not so bad. Um, the other things that can help with are um, recurrent urinary tract infection. There's some evidence to show that it can improve recurrent UTI symptoms. And then there's some, um, some evidence to show that it can um, rebalance the vaginal pH so the vaginal pH is essentially um, balanced by the, the the secretions in the vaginal mucosa, and so when we're at you know at our at our best with vaginal mucosa, if you can just imagine that it's about as thick as four pieces of paper, mm-hmm. and as you age, the paper starts to decrease in levels, and you get down to one paper paper piece, and that becomes quite pale 
quite friable and can be prone to bleed and doesn't have much stretch in it. So how it can help with dryness, help with um, uh, uh, lubrication, that's dryness, um, and with uh, rebalancing the pH is with each treatment you're building up those levels of paper till you get your, your four pieces of paper back. So you get that nice spongy, I like to call it the velvet box really, mm-hmm. you get that velvetiness back into your vagina. Mm-hmm. And so that velvet then helps to um, balance the pH. So that kind of leads into what else is happening with um, laser, what sort of studies are happening. And overseas there's studies um, around, as I said, whether it, it can be used successfully for thrush for bacterial vaginosis because they're all about balancing the normal flora in the vagina. The other thing that's really exciting because, as you know, mesh has been banned, um, they're looking at whether um, laser vaginal therapy is going to be of some use for uh, mild prolapse, uterine prolapse, and early studies look like it might be um, quite promising. Amazing, amazing. It is amazing. It's it's like... um... You know, it's almost like there should be one in every hospital or in every, you know, in every clinic or just just because I think this is what I think why it's not quite so popular as it could be. I think because what happens because like you and I are talking now and like I definitely don't understand about the wavelengths and, you know, like a lot of what you're saying are these kind of big words. The average person doesn't understand in plain mm-hmm. English what it can help unless they've actually got that issue themselves. They don't understand how it works, I guess, and I think that's where the problem comes about. But having said that, I think it's becoming a bit more like people are starting to talk about it. And sometimes when when you say laser, people are generally freaked out. When you say vaginal laser, it's even freakier. Oh, my God. And, you know, it's the unknown that's the most scary. Once you've had your first one, you know, it's, it's a bit like anything, you know, like having your skin resurfaced or your first Botox injection or your first lip filler. Um, your first anything, honestly, Trish, first anything's always scary. And the women say to me, oh, right, that's it. So, look, it's look, the procedure's incredibly straightforward. So the women come in. So we've generally um, started with a full pelvic examination. If they need an ultrasound to exclude pathology, we do that. We make sure their cervical cytology, their pap smear is up to date. We make sure there's no infection, there's no pregnancy. Um, We're experts in our field, so we have the ability to spot um, sexually transmitted infection if it's symptomatic. So, you know, you need to be quite skilled to be able to do this. And we're also uh, really aware of women who may have a, a sexual um, a sexual violence past as well. Like we're taking that that whole whole presentation into, into account. So we do a full assessment, both myself as the nurse practitioner and Dr. Minakaya, who's a specialist um, obstetrician and gynecologist. So we share care with for these women. Um, at that time, we run them through the procedure, um, do an informed consent process, and then we book them in for their laser. At the time of the laser, we get them to do two things. We're doing some um, some research on the outcomes for the women. So the two, we get them to fill in two tools. One's about continence, and one's about sexual function. Because what we want to be able to do is, at the end of their series of treatments um, and moving forward over the next six to twelve months, we want to make sure that what we're doing is making a difference for these women. They're investing their time and they're investing their money. 
So once we've done the assessment and the and the paperwork, the rest is honestly so straightforward. So we use a local anaesthetic cream. Um, it's just uh, popped into the vagina with a syringe with no needle. It's just a cream. <laughs> goes into the vagina. And, in fact, the outer third is the only part of the vagina that has any feeling. So we just concentrate on making sure that outer third is, is coated with the, um, the local. Can I, can I ask something? Um, so so with course. that local, because I've had treatments before and they haven't used anything and it hasn't been painful, but what's in that? Like, Because that's going into your vagina like... Yeah, really? it's just a little bit of lidocaine and tetracaine. Yep. Right. Yep. And so it it's so, so comfortable. You probably could do it without, but it just takes that edge off and it helps reduce anxiety as well. Okay. Using okay. a bit of local. All yep. right, so a little bit of local, put it in and then little wait bit how of local. long? Yep. Yep. Then um, it stays in for 20 minutes. Most women answer their emails on their phone at that time or catch up on their in the office work in that time. Watch a bit of movie. <laughs> yeah, watch a bit of movie. Um, have a cup of tea. Yeah. They um, then it's a speculum examination after that, which is exactly the same as when you have a pap smear because that vagina has to be completely dry. It has to be dry because the laser light is attracted to water and we want it to be attracted to the water in the vaginal tissue, not the water in the uh, local anaesthetic cream. So we do, we dry that vagina out completely. Use We use some, um, they're almost like gigantic Q-tips mm -hmm. um, just to do that, dry out the vagina and then we're ready to go. The actual laser um, that's inserted into the vagina is is smaller than the smallest speculum, so it's incredibly comfortable to insert. Um, it's never a problem. And then what we then do is put thousands of pinpricks of light into the mucosa and into the lamina propria. So it, the Diva laser is completely automated. That's another reason we chose the site on Diva is because of its full automation – um, there's there's no variation from treatment to treatment. So all of the dots are laid down um, completely evenly through the vaginal canal at select uh, points. So there's never are any areas of tissue um, that are missed. So it goes 360 degrees and we do the full length of the vagina with the pinpricks of light. Most women describe zero discomfort, some out, maybe up to four out of ten, but that four out of ten is more like a tapping on the inside of the vagina rather than an actual pain. Mm -hmm. um, so we do full 360. If um, continence is an issue, we then do the top wall of the vagina and then the last four centimetres under the urethra. Look, the other reason we chose the laser that we did is for um, infection control and to prevent any crossover of infection. We've chosen it because each um, speculum that we use with uh, with our diva is uh, disposable and it's one use only, one use per woman per treatment. So there's absolutely no risk of any cross-contamination from other clients. Um, I've heard we had in the infection control department from the ACT Health come and visit us last week um, and they were quite concerned about some other operators because the speculums that they were using had holes in them and they weren't totally convinced that the um, the people delivering the laser had the qualifications and the expertise um, to, to be adequately sterilising the equipment. So we specifically chose diva because it's um a one one patient one treatment speculum and there's no possibility of cross-contamination anyway i'll go back to the procedure 
happy for me to keep going through yes. talking a lot, and, aren't I? No, that's okay. Well, that's what we want. <laughs> we want to find out about it. And I'll go back to asking you about um, um, infection and safety after that as well. But, yes, please. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So then um, so top top wall of the vagina and four centimetres under the urethra, as I said, um, if they need it. Some women um, need some external treatment as well. So uh, a woman yesterday, I did the um, labia minora. One of the things that uh, women can get postmenopausal is something called lichen sclerosis, which is an autoimmune disease where the um, skin on the outside starts to harden up and get quite itchy. Mm -hmm. So I treated the outside for her as well yesterday. So if the outside needs to be done, we do that as well. That's when the local anaesthetic really comes into its own when you do that because it's very sensitive. Um, there's a little bit of bleeding straight away afterwards. It's it's like a very light period. And there's a mild sunburn uh, feeling um, and a little bit of an itch for the next few days. We recommend that women don't um, uh, put anything into their vagina for seven days. Um, and if they need anything for a, a mild itch, it can be, you know, some an antihistamine or a cold compress. Most women don't need anything. They're just up and they get on with their day. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's never an issue. Never an issue. So I was going to ask you. So how long does the treatment take? It takes about fifteen minutes. The okay. actual treatment. the The thing that takes time, Trish, of course, is the informed consent, the mm -hmm. questions, the answers. Um, perhaps more if it needs to be done. You know, all all of that great clinical care that mm -hmm. sits around a consultation is what actually takes the time. So I'd be very concerned if someone was in and out in half an hour or mm -hmm. 15 minutes because I'm not sure that they'd be getting everything that they needed. Yeah. So can I, so basically get your numbing cream put on and then the actual treatment with the device, is it 15 minutes with the, with the speculum, whatever it is, inside the vagina, just going all the way up and down, then does it go back? Up and down, like fifteen minutes seems, sounds like a long time. Yeah, it's probably not even even that long. I reckon maybe five ish. But by the time you set up and you know clean off clean off the local and sort of okay, got it. Fiddle about a little yep, bit. Yep, yep. Yeah, but yep. for the actual woman, I would say somewhere between seven and ten minutes. Okay, okay. And, and the fact that it's so comfortable, it's not a drama sure, at all. Sure, I know it's um. It's it's the usual thing. You have all this fear around a treatment, and then you know you go because I think that's the thing is actually just getting people in is going to be the hardest thing. Oh, Trish, I tell you, hands down, yeah. compared to having your lips done, it's about two percent compared to having your lips done. <laughs> Honestly, it's so it's so yeah. easy. Yeah, <laughs> this might sound really bad, but I've never had my lips done. That freaks me out as well. Oh, it hurts just, like hell. I oh, avoid it like the plague. Oh, my God, that thought just <laughs> freaks me out. But anyway, I was going to ask you, so looking at the um, the Diva page on the site on website, one of the things that it's, you know, got your two different wavelengths, which is your 2940 and your 1470. So the 2940 is the erbium. Look at this. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I'm actually You're just You're doing reading. great. <laughs> but it says here one of the indications for the, um, for the erbium wavelength is um, – where is it? Here it is. Lesions of the external genitalia. So does that mean if you had like a, a skin tag or, or something on the outside, you could you could get that removed with that laser? Is that what Absolutely. that means? Absolutely. Yes, yes. That's because that wavelength is ablative, which means it cuts and burns. So yes, you could definitely remove um, a, a skin tag or a, a genital wart if you wanted to. And Absolutely. What's, what's a bladder neck obstruction? A bladder neck obstruction? 
Does it say that on the website too? Oh, it does. It's it's got um, invasive bladder carcinomas, superficial bladder tumors, oh, um, urethral. Yep, yep. that that's it's so in the hands of a surgeon, absolutely. Because okay. if you can imagine the um, delivering lasers. Um, delivering lasers in a, in a surgical context, they're essentially like um, a scalpel made of light. Yep. So, yes, you can use it to cut and burn um, any sorts of tissue. Okay. Right. Absolutely. And yep. the other wavelength, the diode, does skin resurfacing and coagulation of soft tissue, which you talked about before. It does. The skin... So in the, in the mm. vagina, the erbium um, is ablative, so it punches in to um, remove the tissue. And so there's a slight uh, bit of a bleed from that one, and then the diode comes in over the top and helps ah. to coagulate and close it off. But the other thing that we can do with the with the one of the hand pieces on the diva is we can use it to resurface um, skin as well. So we've used it for um, episiotomy scars. You can oh, use it for that? cesarean scars. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Right. Yeah, so you can break up oh. scar tissue as well. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's it's a wonderful tool. So the skin resurfacing, the skin resurfacing is the skin on the inside or, or outside or both? Both. Wow. Yeah. I'm just going to go and have some skin resurfacing done on my vagina. That's right. Well, it's the same technology as wrinkle and scar technology. It's just a different application. Yeah. So can I ask, with, this is going to sound really ignorant, but just so I've got this right. So with, with the, when you go and have this treatment, do you have to get rid of the hair down there? No. Okay. So you can just go <laughs> a la natural if you want? If, absolutely. If okay. um, absolutely fine. Look, if we were treating the outside genitalia and there was too much hair around, you know, we'd probably say just give it a little bit of a trim mm -hmm. um, so there's not too much smoke. But, mm -hmm. um, nah, it's not a problem. Usually it's it's because it's inside, it's not an issue. Yep. Sounds amazing. All right, so nothing, no sex or anything else to um, just leave the vagina alone for about seven days? That's right. All right. And then after that, you can just um, Bob's, your, Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. And, you know, most women Bob's are Bob's your boyfriend. <laughs> Bob's your, well, your boyfriend, your husband, doesn't matter how many you've got really. Um, <laughs> um, most women report a noticeable change in a very short time. So we have um, nearly all of our clients are talking about uh, increased lubrication and, mm -hmm. and feeling, uh, you know, that they're more wet. Mm -hmm. um, we had one client who after two uh two treatments so we treated the vagina and her episiotomy scar she was in her early 60s she hadn't had intercourse for seven years with her partner because uh, it hurt too much from dryness and from her old episiotomy scar mm -hmm. and after she had two divas for the first time in seven years they achieved penetration wow you know it's really funny because it's true i i've spoken to so many women over the years and it it, it like the sex doesn't have to stop after fifty, you know, or after forty, oh, or whatever. No, you know, be far from better it. Better because your life's getting freed up, and yeah. you can just be who you are. <laughs> and there's no one around to hear. No, and no you can kids do whatever around. you like, and you've got yourself sorted out. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But our bodies are often not in parallel with that, in congruence with that, and mm -hmm. that can be really quite emotionally devastating. Yeah. And the number of women who say to me, I've come to you because I'm really worried that my husband's going to leave me for a younger woman, just mm. makes your hair curl. Yeah. Because the husbands, these partners, these men and women,
women, they're still completely in love with each other. Mm. It's just that women aren't initiating sex pretty much because it hurts and they bleed afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's just a tragedy. Yep. You know, it's really funny because I'll, I'll give you a bit of a story. My mother suffered from so many of these things over the years and, and um, I come from a, an Italian heritage background and, and I mean, bear in mind, this is in my um, late teenage years and I'm 55 now, my, so this is in the, you know, 70s, 70s and early 80s. My grandmother used to say to me, because I was about to get married, and she said, you know, and, and when you get married, if, if you, you know, if your husband wants sex and, you know, you, you can't do it anymore or whatever, you know, he, it's, it's okay for him to go elsewhere and you just got to understand. And I'd be like, what? But, wow. but, but, because that's what, um, I think that's what women kind of naturally thought when they got to a certain A. I, mean, I don't know if this is everybody, this is just um, our stuffed up um kind of uh maybe where I was from I don't really know but anyway <laughs> I think it's probably across the board maybe and and you hear it so often like you know there's there, there are these situations where um you know things I don't know it just it can affect your whole life is what I'm trying to say like it can affect your whole life relationships and everything and it's just you know it's something that can really be so simple to fix you just need to be prepared to sort of like hey I need to do something about this because there's something out there that can fix it and I guess for the average woman they need to know that there's there is help out there you've got to align yourself with the right person find out the right clinic and go and have the right treatment and you know Trish no judgment like just come and speak with me and and let's just improve what's going on for you because it's all of us absolutely it's all of us yeah mm-hmm. i agree 100% so is there anything else that you want to add to that because there was one other question i was going to ask you but is there anything else you want to add to the the vaginal side of it um, look, I think that's everything. It's really cost-effective. It's um, under $1,000 a treatment at most reputable places. So, um, you know, women are really resourceful with money too. Just mm-hmm. get get a bit of extra money out, when, cash out when you do your groceries and just squirrel it away and then come and see us because that's how we do what we do. Yep. But, but also I, I think I wonder if we should be advertising this to men as well to encourage their partners to come in. Yeah, happy birthday, honey. Here's your present. I can't think of a better Mother's Day present Mm -hmm. than this. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, happy birthday because Mm -hmm. you end up with very happy people. Yeah, yeah. I I don't disagree with you at all. And, in fact, um, I'm all for, you know, payment plans or getting on the credit card when you need to have something done because I know how life-changing getting something fixed um, can actually be. So I think the important thing here is to make sure you go to someone who's properly qualified to do the treatment that you want with the proper device or, or whatever. That's the secret to it, I think. You know, it's interesting you should say that because I was talking to one of my colleagues. He's um, a doctor up in Cairns and he's primarily does cosmetic medicine. But when I spoke with him a couple of months ago, um, he also does vaginal laser and he had tears in his eyes when he said to me, and do you know, Alyssa, of all the things that I do, the most rewarding part of my work is changing women's lives with this laser? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that for a minute because it is, um, it's, it's the silent, whatever, it's the silent torture, I guess, for a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So it is. I want to ask you one more thing. So with with this, um, with the laser, does it treat any other part of the body? Because like a, a laser is a laser as a laser kind of thing. What it else does. could it be good for? It does. So the 
the, the Cyton Diva that we've got, it comes with two separate hand pieces besides the vaginal hand piece. So lasers are, are amazing little machines because they seldom do just one thing. So the other hand pieces that we've got, we can literally resurface skin on any part of the body. So if we want to do scars, we can resurface scars. We can do wrinkles. We can do acne scars. Um, yep, we can resurface any part of the body we like. Yep. Fantastic. And look, I know that the, you've got one in, in Canada, but is there a few around Australia or? In Canberra. Know, like... <laughs> Not in Canada. In Canberra. Did I say Canada? I do that all the time. <laughs> I think I've got Canada on the brain because my kids are over there. Okay, so I know that you're, oh. you want to be in Canada, but you're in Canberra. <laughs> yeah, I want to be in Canada when the salmon is swimming up so I can watch the bears. So that's on the bucket list. So, yep, good awesome. on you. Awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, so we've got one in in, in Canberra. We've got the uh, first one. We had the first one in Australia mm-hmm. and first one in the Southern Hemisphere, actually. There's mm-hmm. a second one now um, in Sydney, uh, um, I'm pretty okay. sure, a second diva in Sydney. Great. Uh, female GPs using them. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So I think they're going to, like, slowly, slowly, we'll see them scattered around. So, um, you know, follow us on the Plastic Surgery Hub blog and, and we'll let you know as, you know, as devices get put up around Australia. But... Um, Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank You're you, welcome. Thank you so much for ha- taking the time to chat with us. I know you're really busy. I know you've got to get back to, um, you know, doing your laser training. <laughs> Thanks, Trish. <laughs> Thanks and, so much. And, um, yeah, to your listeners out there, look, don't be scared of it. Um, it's absolutely life-changing and be very discerning about your provider and make sure you're in the safest, most um, credible hands you can be. Yep, couldn't agree a whole lot more. And listeners, look, if you're out there and you do want to find out a little bit more about this treatment or find out someone that can do it for you or actually even just have a chat to someone before you go in, just drop us an email to info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au and we will put you in touch with the right person to do that with. So thank you so much for joining us today, Alyssa. You're welcome. Have Have a beautiful day. You too, my love. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.